0: Hello and welcome to the THiNK MHK podcast presented by the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce. On this episode, you will hear from two of the 2023 15 Under 40 recipients. The 15 Under 40 program selects 15 nominees each year to honor and recognize the accomplishments of outstanding young professionals who make a positive impact in the community and excel in their industry. We look forward to hearing their stories. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm your host, Jason Smith, President and CEO of the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce. Our guest with us today is Kate Ryan, 15 Under 40 winner and in her daytime works at McCown Gordon. Hey, Kate. Hey, Jason. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in Manhattan.
1: I came to K-State in the fall of 2001. It was my freshman year and I had the goal of being a 4-H agent. So I have a health and human sciences degree. As you can tell, I'm not really uh, doing that work, but it has helped me tremendously throughout my role, and I stayed in Manhattan just the rest of my career until this point.
0: So what does a 4-H agent do?
1: My experience when I was a 4 h was that uh, they worked with the youth leaders and directed the programs, worked with the parents, and connected the Research and extension programs out in the counties to K State here in Manhattan.
0: Yeah. So now you're with the construction company McCown Gordon. Yes. So not quite the same as being a four, although maybe it does sometimes feel like you're kind of hurting kids. And is that kind of what your job does?
1: Lots of interpersonal relationships, relationship dynamics. Uh, absolutely. That definitely prepared me.
0: So, you, were, as we mentioned, you were recently named one of the 15 under 40 in the Manhattan region. So, how did it feel being named one of the top young professionals?
1: I am so honored to receive this award, although you may not know this about me because I love all of the things about business development, um, networking, and speaking in front of groups and all of that, but I really get outside of my comfort zone when there's public recognition involved, and so uh, that was something that, uh, while I'm honored, I feel I have this internal conflict because I don't really like the public recognition. I would rather people just know what I do through osmosis.
0: Well, we can take your word back. Is that something you you, you want us to try to do?
1: I mean, it seems like it's too late now. Oh,
0: it is too late. Yeah. <laughs> they probably wouldn't let us do that. So but on on our side, and and you're very involved with the chamber. And one of the things right now you're doing is you're chairman of our business advocacy committee and which means you're also a member of the board. And so uh, it's obviously uh, an award that was well deserved. So I think take it take it as it was intended. And uh, I'm I kind of like you. I sometimes have a hard time accepting compliments and accepting um, that recognition. So I can understand how you feel. What makes you feel inspired or motivated on a daily basis?
1: I'm really motivated by creating that best experience, the um, best outcomes, the Really, my goal is always to go above and beyond. And once I know I've done that, that's what motivates me to go on to the next thing.
0: So you said you moved here to go to school, like a lot of people in Manhattan, uh, decided to stay. Um, What made you decide to stay in Manhattan after you graduated?
1: One of the best things for us is that the amenities, the the traffic, the commutes, everything feels like the right size for us. And if we want to go and do something that's different, whether it's more rural, more urban, we have easy access to travel here. And so that makes it really easy for us to come home here and stay at home here.
0: Yeah. You say we.
1: Oh, my husband and I.
0: Yeah. Your husband is? Aaron Ryan. So you talked a little bit about the things that caused you to stay here. What, what do you think overall makes Manhattan a special place to live and work?
1: Really the relationships that I've developed um, really across the community and throughout my career, that's what makes Manhattan such a special place.
0: I know when you and I met, you were working for the uh, University Foundation. What other positions have you had in Manhattan?
1: My first position in Manhattan as a real professional was uh, with Curtin Property Company, and they are the parent company that owns Georgetown Apartments and Westchester Park Apartments. And my role there um, when I left was essentially marketing and business development. And um, I was there for almost a decade and um, actually worked with a current colleague there, Jill Sherman, shout out. Then after that, I went to the K-State Foundation and worked with their real estate development team to develop the K-State Office Park, Research Park, and uh, the EDGE Collaboration District.
0: What was that like? That's obviously a huge project. And uh, you're still kind of working on it because I know McCown Gordon has done a lot of the construction uh, on the office buildings and other facilities in that area. But what's that been like? That's a huge project for this community.
1: It is a huge project. And really, it's a catalyst project, I would say, for the community because of the anticipation of jobs for k-state for nbaf and other companies that might come to the community surrounding nbaf that was the vision was to have a place for those companies to co-locate on campus and really we're starting to see that come to fruition so with the kansas department of ag their headquarters their labs stormont vale's new flint hills um clinic And then, of course, the build-out of the K-State Office Park, and you're right, McCown Gordon is the building that we're in right now we built, and then also the next building that's coming up, um, we're in charge of building that as well.
0: So talk a little about McCown Gordon and their history in Manhattan, because it's not... I mean, they're a Manhattan company, and that there's a large office here now, but they're headquartered out of Kansas City. Is that correct?
1: That's right. So, McCown Gordon was um, started by Pat McCown and Brett Gordon, and uh, with the goal of doing construction differently. It's relationship based, and so we work in the collaborative delivery method. And here in Manhattan, we have um, had an office presence since 2014. Our first project was the Flint Hills Discovery Center, and when we Did the Flint Hills Discovery Center, we built this great relationship with the city of Manhattan, and they said to us, to the team at the time, hey, you guys should really have a presence here in town. And that's where we've grown from having three people in an office at the Blue Earth Plaza, which is adjacent to a project that we um, built, to now um, having almost 60 associates here in Manhattan at the K-State Office Park. And one of the most exciting things about McCown-Gordon is that each of us is an owner. So we're 100% employee owned. And so that really shows in the work that we do, in the care that our associates put into the project. You can tell that they really feel ownership of projects.
0: So you've, even as young as you are, you've had a, a very accomplished career. So if you had advice for someone, a young professional, maybe just getting out of school and entering the workforce, what advice would that be?
1: My advice is to become an impact player early in your career, and what that means is I see young professionals having enthusiasm, fresh viewpoint. Those things can be really helpful to a company, especially if they're shared the right way. Um, Really diving in and doing the things that need done rather than just the things you think you want to do, that gives such great experience, and it really can take your career in a direction that you never even expected
0: well that's good advice so we come to the point of the interview now Uh, it's the infamous rapid fire um so are you ready for 10 questions that you answer in a rapid succession i'm ready question number one if you could only watch one movie or television show for the rest of your life what would that be
1: I would select the CSI series. Um, I like it because they always solve the case in the end. It makes me happy to have closure.
0: Yeah, I sort of feel like that's cheating, though. I mean, that's oh, not really on. one one show. That's like a series of shows. So it's like asking a genie, you know, for extra wishes. Like, what's your wish? More wishes? You know, what, what one show? Uh, these three. So, <laughs> but good answer. I appreciate that. Uh, you talked about this a little bit already, but what job? At least what job you thought you were going to do when you came to college? But what job did you want when you were a kid?
1: Well, when I was really little, I feel like it was probably about in the third grade, I wanted to be an attorney because at the time the first lady was an attorney. And the more I think about it, the more I wonder if I didn't just want to be the first lady.
0: And you talked about this already, but but just to remind everybody, what was your first job?
1: Well, my very first job was um, as a bank teller, Central National Bank in Harrington, Kansas. I did the um, after-school drive-through shift, and I could do the 10 key with my left hand while I was writing out a deposit slip with my right hand.
0: Very impressive. <laughs> very impressive. So speaking of skills, uh, what skill would you most like to learn?
1: I would love to learn languages, all the languages.
0: That would be awesome. I, I, I wish I could. I don't have the patience for it or maybe the intelligence. I don't know. Uh, where is the coolest place that you've traveled? And you're well traveled. So this is a this would be a really cool place
1: when i was in high school i was invited to be part of a singing group that was students from across the state of kansas and one of the places that was on our tour and we actually sang was saint mark's cathedral and that was really incredible. So um, we got to go to um, Venice, Italy, and see the square and do a glass blowing. It was it was a great experience. So St.
0: Mark's is in Venice. Yes. Okay. So I'm not well traveled. So I, I needed a little clarity there. That that would be a lot of fun. So how many in that group were there?
1: Oh, I would guess a hundred or more students. All there were Kansans, several buses. All mm-hmm.
0: Kansans. Cool. And you yes. flew. Obviously, you flew over. And- we did.
1: Yeah, and then there we were on buses and um, traveled. I can't remember. I think we started in London and then traveled all around Europe and ended in Germany.
0: Cool. Well, that sounds like, that is a cool trip. Um, what is one thing that instantly makes your day
1: better? A good cup of coffee after a good night's sleep.
0: I got you. I was going to start out Maybe you're going to say closing a deal, but because uh, I know you're pretty intense about that too. <laughs> what is the most ridiculous thing you believed as a child?
1: I believed in some really... Creative song lyrics. So I would make up my own song lyrics and my mom never corrected me until later when I finally was old enough to understand the lyrics. I have an example. And it was there's a song. Mama's in the graveyard. Papa's in the pen. Mm-hmm. And that I was thought, Gar- Garth Brooks. Yes.
0: Yeah, no, I'm well I aware thought- of that song.
1: Mama loved milk, which is clearly far more wholesome than what the real lyrics are. And my mom let me believe that for I don't know how long. (laughs) Got it.
0: Uh, My kids both had interesting interpretation of lyrics as well. And you just just let it go. It's kind of cute. Uh, (laughs) Do you prefer working remotely or in the office?
1: I like a mixture of both. I feel like I can catch up on a lot when I'm first thing in the morning, like 5 a.m., sitting at the breakfast bar in my kitchen, drinking my coffee, and then um, getting to the office and having that interaction with the team. I like both.
0: What advice would you give the 19-year-old you?
1: Less Aggieville, more class.
0: That's probably great advice <laughs> for a lot of 19-year-olds. And then last question, your first, and this is, we, we let people uh, have two answers to this. So you can, um, you can have two answers, but what was your first concert and what was your favorite concert?
1: My first concert was the Judds at the Kansas State Fair, probably in 1990-ish. And my favorite concert, uh, we saw Metallica at the Sprint Center in 2019. It was by far the most well-produced concert I've ever seen.
0: Those guys are pretty good.
1: Yeah, it was incredible.
0: Especially that era. So I saw Pearl Jam in like 2017, and they were still rocking it pretty good, too. So a lot of those old groups, I think, are better. And some of the newer groups so yes. at least but but i'm old and that's what i'm supposed to think right so
1: i mean i'm not old and You're i not think old. that too <laughs>
0: in fact you are I'm one of our 40. top young professionals so kate thanks for being with us today congratulations on your award and thanks for all you do for the chamber and and uh, we look forward to having a long relationship with you in the thank you jason The Think MHK Podcast is brought to you by the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce. Don't forget to subscribe and like the Think MHK Podcast on your preferred podcast provider, and you will never risk missing an episode. If you enjoyed our show, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review. To find out more about today's topic or other chamber activities, please go to manhattan.org. And now back to today's show. So we have another 15 Under 40 winner with us today, uh, Katie C., who's with the Trust Company. And uh, we're excited to have you here, Katie. Welcome to the ThinkMHK podcast.
2: Thank you, Jason.
0: Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in Manhattan.
2: Um, I've been in Manhattan now for a little over 10 years, originally from Georgia. Um, Most folks don't believe that because they don't hear the accent, but I am. Um, My husband's with the university, and so came out with his job and kind of have made this place home.
0: So how did you lose accent? Is that something you worked on or is that?
2: No, it just, it never stuck. So my husband would say, if you give me a couple of cocktails, it does come out, but it's got to be in the right setting.
0: Or when you go home and visit. Is or that a, yeah, yeah, there's a lot
2: of y'alls and fixin' to and things like well, that. Well,
0: y'all and fixin' to, they're just good words, right? Agreed. I mean, you have somebody who grew up in the southern part of Oklahoma. I refuse to give those words up.
2: Same here. Yeah, they're, yep. they're,
0: just, they're just very good words. So you're with the trust company. I am. What do you do at the trust company?
2: I am now our chief fiduciary officer.
0: I heard that. You, of course, work there with my wife.
2: I do. Yep. We've got Stacy on the team, so I um, get to work with her a good bit.
0: And our chair this year is Mark
2: Knockendoffel. Yes, Mark Knockendoffel, who is our president and CEO. So a lot of involvement with the chamber.
0: So how do you feel about being named as one of the top young professionals in the Manhattan region?
2: Gosh, it's such an honor. I mean, you look at Manhattan and there's so many people that would be very worthy of this recognition. So to be included in this inaugural class, um, really can't put that into words. It's very special.
0: There was a lot of uh, very accomplished people that were part of that group. I was very impressed with them. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Something that I think would be easy to take for granted in our region. Lots of great people.
0: So having been somebody that moved here uh, for your your husband's job, but um, what makes what have you found makes Manhattan a special place to live and work and raise a family?
2: Well, I think that's the key. Raise a family. Um, you know, for us, we came here as uh, newlyweds. We had hadn't even been married a year, um, and really weren't sure if Manhattan would be home. I mean, we were kind of trying it on for size, so to speak. And then um, got settled here, and then started a family. And I think that's really what um, has created. A special place for us is just a wonderful place to raise young kids. Um, obviously, have a lot of opportunities here with it being a university town. Things that other towns of our size don't necessarily have. Um, so, you know, really, what has allowed us to put down roots would be our family.
0: Yeah. So, how many kids do you have?
2: We got two little boys, um, five and two just recently too. So um, they keep us very busy and on our toes, of course. So
0: And their names are?
2: Uh, Bo and Andrew.
0: Obviously, you all would have opportunities to go other places. What makes you stay here?
2: I grew up in a very uh, small town in South Georgia, um, and I knew that I wanted to live somewhere a little larger. My husband grew up in the Atlanta area, and we knew that that was too large. And so uh, Manhattan's been a really happy medium between kind of our childhoods and what we want for our family and just a lot of really wonderful things that Manhattan has going on. I mean, this region I think is very overlooked, um, particularly for folks that are coming maybe from outside our community and outside the state, not thinking of Kansas as a really thriving place. Um, And when you get into Manhattan, it is.
0: So, you obviously have been very successful in your career so far. Um, If you're talking to a young professional who's entering the workforce, what would be some advice that you might give them um, for them to achieve the kind of success that you have?
2: Yeah, I think that's a a really great question. And it's a conversation that I have um, a lot with both the students that my husband has um, in his program, but also the the young uh, staff that we have coming into the trust company. And I think for me, it's reminding uh, those young professionals that a lot of times there's a reason for certain stepping stones in place. And I think you can get really caught up in getting from A to Z as quickly as possible. And Really taking the time to make sure you learn those things along the way. They really help you um, when you get to that point in your career to not feel that you've maybe overextended yourself.
0: You're trying to teach patience to a young yes, professional. Yes,
2: and that's difficult. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, that, how does that go over?
2: I think it's usually learned through experience. Got it. And they come back and go... Oh, now I understand what you were trying to tell me. Um, It is. It's harder for them to, you know, they're eager. And it's a great quality to be eager and ambitious. um, And those are things that we want to see in young professionals, but also getting them to slow down a little bit and soak in the stage that they're at.
0: Uh, Mark talks about the, gr- the growth that you all have. So you're bringing in new people on a regular basis. And so is that you're dealing with a lot of young people in that scenario? Yeah,
2: you know, we do have some younger employees on staff. Um, you know, our demographics in the company have changed quite a bit. You know, for so long, we had very long tenured employees that, um, you know, no one left the trust company. Right. And so that was a point of pride for us. And now a lot of those folks have retired or nearing retirement. And so we've kind of started bringing in that next generation um, and it has its own unique set of challenges in the workplace.
0: Did you have your own mentors as part of that process as well?
2: You know, certainly Mark was a big mentor for me. Um, I've worked one-on-one with him for the entire time I've been there, um, but others along the way as well.
0: So now we are approaching the point that we have the uh, rapid fire questions. And so uh, this is a lot of people, this is their favorite part of the podcast because we really get to know the individual a lot better. Uh, We have 10 questions here. Are you ready?
2: Let's do it. Okay.
0: So what movie have you seen the most times?
2: That would be Home Alone. That is a Christmas tradition at my house.
0: Um, What job did you want as a kid?
2: Let's see, as a kid, I wanted to be a doctor.
0: You didn't want to be a chief fiduciary officer?
2: You know, it wasn't even a career track that I understood as a kid, Um, which is funny. I am now trying to explain to my five-year-old what a bank is and what money management is. And he'll ask, you know, mommy, what do you do at work? And um, yesterday, I tried to explain the concept of taking notes and having documentation. And for a five-year-old, it just doesn't click.
0: Was that something that just kind of came and went?
2: You know, I didn't consider it when I got to that point. Um, I think it's something along the way that I just realized wasn't the fit for me,
0: yeah, it would it's it's a lot of science. It is I, that was I looked at it at one point and saw, uh, no, I'm not taking that much science. So um, what was your first job?
2: Let's see. um, outside of babysitting, my first, I would say, kind of real job was as a file clerk in a law firm.
0: What is the most unusual pet you've had?
2: I had a water frog as a kid.
0: Okay, what is the difference in a water frog and a frog?
2: Um, He lived in like the little fishbowl type, just little guy. And he was pretty cute, slimy, fed him frozen worms.
0: Where is the coolest place you've traveled?
2: Singapore. Singapore. My husband and I had friends from college that uh, they actually live there now, and we went over for their wedding. So we spent about 10 days there and uh, just a really cool experience.
0: I've heard really good things about it. What is the one thing that instantly makes your day better?
2: Hugs from my kids.
0: I can agree with that. If your pet could talk, what do you think they might say about
2: you? She doesn't have it together.
0: Oh, I don't believe that, Katie. (laughs) Katie. I don't believe that. Unless your pet is super judgmental, I don't think that's probably true. Uh, Do you prefer working remotely or in the office?
2: I think... In the office, if I have to pick between the two, um, I do think there's a lot of value in doing some hybrid work. Um, Concentration outside of the office for me is more on point. Side conversations and those kind of pop in and pop out conversations, obviously more frequent in the office. So depends on what I'm trying to accomplish for the day.
0: I've heard there's a lot of chatter at the trust company, so I hear that from time to time.
2: Yeah, it it can get to be quite the uh, chatterbox, but a lot of collaboration, which is good and what you want with teams. Um, But if you really need to focus, I'd rather be at home to do it.
0: Uh, How do you deal with work stress?
2: Sometimes better than others. Um, I'd like to say the healthy answer is I get up and take a walk and do some of that. But, um, you know... uh, Candy is also a go-to. We've got a chocolate stash at the office, so.
0: I've heard that as well. Um, What advice would you give the 19-year-old you other than be patient?
2: Be patient is is (laughs) certainly part of that. Uh, Slow down. I think I was in that category of being very eager and ambitious and not appreciating all the parts of life at the time, both professionally and personally. Personally, I wish that I would have traveled more and done some of those things as a young person. Pre-kids. Kids make that more difficult right now. I think that's what I tell my 19 year old self is just figure out a way to do it.
0: So quick question, not on the list. Are you a Georgia Bulldog?
2: Absolutely.
0: So it's been it's been a fun college football season. Or last year was a fun college football Two season. Two years, years.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: So how did it, your whole life Georgia Bulldog fan? Or? Actually
2: not my whole life. Um so I grew up as a child being an Auburn Tigers fan got it. and ended up going to the University of Georgia because of some very cool scholarship programs in the state uh, for in-state residents. And so that's my alma mater. That's um, kind of where I started out, met my husband, who was actually a cheerleader at the university, oh, uh, kind of throw so that he, in there. So
0: he's got to work with UGA right? Yes. Uga, the, 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 the Bulldog. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. So yeah, diehard Georgia fan now.
0: Well, congratulations. That's the certainly two great years of football and, and being in this community. We appreciate good college
2: football. It's been a fun ride and we are K-State fans as well. We know who uh, you know pays pays my husband, and appreciate that, and love to see the Wildcats succeed.
0: Katie, thanks for joining us. Congratulations on the fifteen under forty honor, and thank you. We appreciate all that you do for the chamber and all all your work in the community.
2: Thank you. It's been a great honor.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Think MHK, a podcast produced by the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce. If you enjoyed the Think MHK podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and share it out on your social media channels. Feel free to reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at the Manhattan Area Chamber of Commerce.